What's the crack? Big thank you to the sponsor of this week's podcast. No! Sorry, a horse just came in here to say the name of the brand, <laughs> which is now. And I tell you, now is where you can watch The Last of Us every single Monday. Streaming, brand new episode there dropped, and it's great. Every episode's great. We finally got to meet these uh, raiders, these hunters that uh, Joel warned us about. And guess what? They're not nice people. But I mean, you know, who am I to judge? It's the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Um, who am I to throw bricks and bottles? You know, if it really was the apocalypse, could I end up with a bad crowd? You know, I mean, I don't want to set traps and kill people, but if all the cool kids are doing it, you know what I mean? I'm very susceptible to peer pressure, and so should you be when I tell you that all your mates have already signed up to now. (laughs) And you should too, if you want to watch The Last of Us like all the cool people are. Anyway, thanks very much for sponsoring the show, and now on with what I'm talking about. Hi. <laughs> tell you, I'm being a real bad boy right now, and I'll tell you why. I'm in my car right now, uh, parked my drive, um, with a with a can of beer. All right, with a goddamn can of beer, like a goddamn American man. You know, I'm sitting here. I haven't driven anywhere. Um, it's the only place. I'm moving to a new gaff, and um, and it's nice. We have a house now. We have a home. I'm a home buyer. Um, in fact, I'm going to be getting on. Uh, jumping on my good pal. Um. Kieran's, uh, Kieran Mulqueen's, uh, crazy house prices. Uh, I'm gonna be jumping on his pod, um, and he actually gave me some great advice. I tell you, you go to a source. You know what I mean? This is a guy who pops on to you know Morning Ireland, tells people about the housing crisis. I call him, I call him friend. I call him friend, and I'm like, yeah, here, how do I get more? Actually, I know you're talking about that to other people, and you're you know helping everyone else out, but actually, just tell me as well. Um, well, no, he helped me out with a, with a with a surveyor. Anyway, really boring shit. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? The first things I want to talk about. This is why I need. I need, like, a detox. I need a detox. I need to be around a bunch of people. I'm talking about Casino Royale, you know? I need to get into the shed, you know, um, and just be token away and have my mates just talk about how amazing it is when that, um, that scene in Casino Royale at the start where you have your man who's, like, the, the parkour guy and he jumps through the little air vent because he's a little small lad. And then fucking Daniel Craig just belts through the wall, just crushes the wall. And you're like, isn't Bond normally trying to be like sleuthy and stealthy? And this is this is the Bond we're dealing with. A man who uses his face as a battering ram, you know, stunning face. Um, but So that's what I normally like to be talking about. But um, we've just been so wrapped up in getting this guy. And let me t- <laughs> read her. Oh, my God. Uh, when I have to do two things, no matter what they are, I'm in a really fucking pissed off mood. Anything. Could be anything. It could be like, get milk and then write a sketch in the same day. I'm like, you fucking... What, what, who am I? Sisyphus? Who am I? Gods, why do you curse me? <laughs> you know? So, oh my God, we had a real run of it. Now, look, um, I am not one for believing in... Uh, I'll get on to why I'm in my car drinking a beer, right? I haven't driven anywhere. I've left my house to get into the car and drink the beer because it's late at night before this podcast goes out and it's the only time I had a chance to do this. And uh, the acoustics, mate, aren't great in a new gaff. But, um, but uh, so I've got, I'm in my, I'm in, I'm in my fucking car again. I might even call, I might even call 999 on myself. Be like, there's a guy there, he's having an he's boozing in his car. 
I just have to just have them come here and give me hassle. That's in the fucking that's in the mood I'm in here. I'm, like, I'm actually on my premises. Get off my premises. I am having an alcoholic beverage in my Kia Soul. I got into the car. I haven't put the key in the ignition. Please leave my premises. Oh, tell you went down a tasty TikTok hole there. I'll get on to why I'm in the car having a beer now in a second, right? And um, my new gaff and all that in a second, right? But I went down this TikTok hole, right, watching this guy, just this one guy, right? He's got a TikTok page called, like, Scammers, you know, uh, Beat the Scammers or something like that, right? And um, he walks around Manchester City Centre, and he's he, he basically knows this one bit of law, <laughs> right? And he's spouting it to anyone who will listen, right? Is that there's this private company walking around called 3GS, and they will stop people and find them for, like, littering or, like, throwing cigarettes on the ground, right? And that's usually what happens. Someone's just flicking a butt, and then you see these guys walk over, and they're, like, taking the details. So he goes over to them, right? And he's like, mate, have you given your details yet? They are a private company, right? They charge, they're going to charge you 120 quid, right? But only 30 quid's going to the council, right? Do not give me your details. If you give me your details, you are, you are agreeing to be fined, you know? And then, and then like, the guy's like, shut up. Like, the security guard's like, fuck off. Like, stop detaining this, you know? Uh, you are not being detained. Ask this person, ask this security man, am I, am I being detained? He'll say no and just walk away. Go into the super drug. He cannot follow you in. He cannot follow you in. I watched about 100 of these videos, right? And you end up seeing the same security guys and their faces when they see this guy coming. <laughs> their faces just drop. This is my kind of fucking humor, sticking it to the man. Sticking it to these fucking jobs worths. I feel bad for the people though who are doing the job though, because they really, um, you know, obviously it's not a desirable job to be finding someone for something that you wouldn't want to be fined for. Do you know what I mean? But everyone's got to make a buck, you know, at the end of the day. So you feel, you know, I have a level of sympathy, but you know, I'm kind of, you know, you're kind of speaking through the security person to the big, you know, to APCOA, for example. You know, they, you know, you're a real, real fucking company. APCOA apparently. Someone told me this. No, hang on, don't no, hang on. I don't know if this is true. Someone told me, but it's probably not true, that um, if it's a Dublin City Council clamp, obviously you can't remove it. You'll be fined. But if it's a private company, they've essentially put their private property onto your private property. And if you have a saw, <laughs> you can remove it. You know, because I, I had to pay the fine to get my thing off that time, right, to APCOA. So I'll be interested now. I might even just go out to Woody's, buy the saw, you know, and just have it in the back. You know, hopefully, Ari, I don't know if they're battery powered and they're powered by USB or like a little um, cigarette charger. But if you can, <laughs> Apcoa, you're in for it, mate. You're in for it, mate. I'm coming at you. Hey, you can call me bloody, um, you can call me, uh, what's his name? Little, little fella, little fella on the bike. You can call me the little fella on the bike because I'm saw now. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Jigsaw. You can call me Jigsaw because I'm Saw, and I'm going to be sawing off any of your little fucking things you put on my Kia Soul again. Um, but I'm in my fucking car again because I tell you what, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting this podcast in under the wire. I actually wasn't even going to do this pod, but luckily Terry and my daughter came home from hospital. They were in hospital, right? Um, I've had a bit of a bad, bad run of luck, right? Just, I don't like fucking believing in luck, unless it's good luck, me hearty. Don't know why I turned into a fucking cow. I was going to say cowboy there. <laughs> Howdy, me hearty. Pistols at dawn, unless you be getting scurvy. <laughs> me hearty. Uh, partner. Um, no, Terry, we're, everyone's fine, right? But there was, um, 
they there was a bit of a mad run of luck. I don't like believing in bad luck, right? I hate believing in bad luck because I don't. And I, I realized this recently. I actually kind of have been a bit of a fucking victim blamer. I really think I have. Like there's there's degrees of it. Obviously, if someone has had a really bad run of luck, I need to try and figure out the fucking logic in it. That's what that's what that's what's so fucking insidious about the whole secret thing and manifestation is that actually there is a level of fucking judginess to when things don't go someone's way. And I and I, I realized that even though I didn't believe that I did believe that, I kind of did believe that. Not in huge circumstance. I'm, I'm not so fucking stupid as I can acknowledge someone's really bad luck or if they get really bad health. That's just something that trumps everything. Do you know what I mean? And do you know what I mean? I don't even know if this is making sense. Anyway, I don't like really believing in luck. You know, bad luck, good luck or any of that. You know, even though I can't consider myself very lucky. Right, <laughs> none of this makes sense. But anyway, look, we did have a bad run of things, right? We, um, uh, Terry had a bit of a bad recovery. Uh, a few issues had to get antibiotics for that were kind of debilitating, right? Uh, in recovery from giving birth, literally, like you know, about two months ago, right? And uh, then she threw her back out, you know, after this, right, and was immobile, right? Then. Uh, I got, uh, then I had to go back in, my, my epididymitis, my big nut came back, right, my big nut came back around the same time, right, then I was on antibiotics, right, then I had to go into uh, the hospital and get a fucking camera up my pee hole, I'll be telling you more all about that in a second, don't you worry, it was very uncomfortable, while the camera was up my pee hole, I felt my tonsils <laughs> setting on fire, I got tonsillitis, right, and I was on antibiotics, no other antibiotics for that, right, and then that's why I had to cancel the Patreon podcast or uh, to delay uh, postpone Patreon podcast there last Friday. Then we were meant to be moving, right? Moving gaff. We had to delay that. Then uh, it was the day before this, the re-delayed date to move, right? And um, my darling, stunning daughter. I don't know why I say stunning. <laughs> She's a little baby, right? My gorgeous little baby, my eight, eleven-week-old baby, Indy, uh, got a fever. A little baby with a fever like thirty-eight point eight degrees, which is fucking huge, right? And then we had to go into um, Crumlin, and Terry was in there with the baby for three days. And then I tried to call the movers, and I'll throw these fuckers under the bus as well. Two men in a truck. Two men in a truck, right? Two men who don't give a fuck, more like, about my issues, because they said I could delay the date, right? That's <laughs> only like fucking Bam Margera moaning on Steve-O's podcast. And then, right? No, and then I, I, I tried to delay the date because my daughter was in fucking the hospital, and no one knew what was wrong with her, and she's fucking burning up. She was in there for fucking three days. And so I was in there at four o'clock in the morning. I left them an email, called them and called them and called them. Eventually they picked up a 10. And I was like, I can't do the move today, you know. And they're like, okay, that's fine. But we're going to have to charge you 500 quid. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Do you not hear the heart monitor behind me, you fucking clown? You know? So they wouldn't move it. And I was like, do you know what? Just fucking come. I'm not giving you, I'm giving you that fucking money. So I ended up having to just to move. I ended up just having to move while Terry was in hospital and I had Sonny. And luckily, you know, I was able to drop him off with family and everything like that. But then I had to just move and just fuck everything into the boxes. It was a very fucking... And I had tonsillitis and very stressful. But, my, you know, she's out of the hospital now. She's fine. Fever went down. It's fine. But you have to... This is something I fucking realize now, right? Something that's wrong with me, right? Re- realized two things the last couple of weeks. Uh, one is that manifestation shit. Great if you want to believe it. Great if you feel like it's fueling you to go forward, right? But leave it, it it begins and ends with you. Don't you fucking put that shit on anyone else, right? <laughs> and it doesn't also exist as well. You know, it doesn't exist. And health is a sort of thing that just, it, you know, doesn't come into the whole, the secret, visualize, positive. Stay positive all you want. That's great. But don't be fucking, I realize, oh shit, because this is a bad run of luck. And I didn't cause this <laughs> through negative thinking. You know what I mean? 
and I just need to be fucking careful of how I view other people's misfortunes in the future, right? So that's one thing I realized. Second thing I realized, right, was that my baby had a temperature. And my first instinct when Terry said that she thinks his baby has a temperature was to say, I'm sure it'll be grand, <laughs> right? <laughs> my first instinct was to emotionally resolve the situation, right? That's no fucking use of this baby burning up. Like, I'm sure it's grand. But I, like, and I didn't say that luckily, but I was like, every urge of me is trying to figure out a way of making this not a thing. You know what I mean? But it is a thing, even though it's a minor thing. It was enough of a thing to go into hospital for three nights. You know what I mean? But I realized that this whole emotional, fucking, you know, hope, hope we're all on the same playing field here, guys. Are we all cool? We're cool, though, right? Me? <laughs> baby's burning up. But you and me are all right, Terry, right? You know what I mean? That could fucking hurt someone. I'm not. I'm just. I need to be a lot more fucking practical. Terry is like, I don't care if you like me. You know, it's like Tony Soprano, you know. You don't have to love me, but you will respect me, you know, because we need to get shit done here. This kid needs to go. Now, we did be like, and then I realized, no, like, I need to be, I need to be the person who's overly cautious. I need to be the person who's like, that was probably a bit too much, you know. I probably shouldn't have done that, you know. But, um, you know what I mean? I should, maybe maybe we, we, we jumped ahead. But, uh, you know, if it's a baby that's under three months and they got a temperature, there's nothing you can do. The babies aren't supposed to have a fever, you know. There's nothing you can do. Uh, other than go to A and E, so we're in A and E and in there for three days. So I, I realize that about me, right? That this whole, you know, uh, are we all on the same emotional level here, guys? Shit, it can actually end up getting someone hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure it's grand. You know, a young fella fucking falling on like a, you know, a spiky gate with a leg with his fucking with a spike piercing through his leg, and I'm like, but are we all cool? <laughs> you know, I need to get this shit out of me. You know, um. There's levels of safety that I kind of avoid because that would be a bit of a bad vibe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I kind of am like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about that because that would be, you know, too worrying, too concerning, you know? And sorry if this is all, I'm all over the place, kind of scatterbrained at the moment, but it's been fairly fucking, fairly full on, you know, um, between literally trying to move camp with, you know, my wife and kid in the hospital at the same time, you know? Um... It's a good fucking excuse to have, though. That's what so pissed me off about two men in a truck. Because that's a really good excuse for moving something. You know what I mean? And I know I talk about this all the time, about me not believing that people can get sick, even though I've been sick more now since having kids as I ever have in my whole life, right? People do get sick. It's real. And they're not really able to do shit. You know? But when I'm telling you that I can't meet you for the job because I'm in the hospital, and you're telling me it's going to charge Oh, my God. Just, like, put, think, I have a fucking, I don't know who the guy was, right? I was very disappointed. Two Men and a Truck is, again, the name of that company. Two Men and a Truck is the name of the company that were charging me 500 euro to delay a date, to delay a move date. You know, even though they told me that I could move it at any point, I could rechange the date. Now, I can appreciate this is under 24 hours. Maybe they could have booked another job in. But I also know they all have days that are they're completely fucking wide open because the day that I picked was a day they had no other jobs on. You know what I mean? 500 euro. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your daughter. 500 euro, please. It's half a grand, please. <clears throat> that would just be, you know, ah, Jesus Christ, that's 500 euro. <laughs> you all right? Sorry, sorry, two things. Firstly, that will be 500 euro. And secondly, is she okay? Like, <laughs> that's two men in a truck is the name of the company that were charging me 500 euro 
So uh, I won't be getting them again. It was probably too much of an extravagant thing. We had movers. We had movers because of all this stuff with Terry. Now, luckily, her back's much better. You know, she's um, she's almost finished her run of antibiotics, you know. But um, tell you what the biggest ball ache of moving is, right? Everyone's, like, focused on, like, the boxes and the beds and the couches. No, 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 no. It's all. It's just. It's just when you've you think you've moved everyone now, and then there's just a lot of pens on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna bend over, picking up all the pens that are on the ground, like little lighters. You know, checking in the drawers, and you're like, "What am I gonna like?" I found a little <laughs> a little bottle of poppers in my underwear drawer. Right? I didn't know it was there. A little bottle of poppers. And I'm like, "Where am I putting that now?" I'm just gonna put it in my pocket. I'm just gonna have to bring that. You know, you just. It's that last few phases when you're getting all the sh- the last shit. And then it's just going into a bag, and there's hangers bursting out the side of the bag, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, where am I going to, where am I going to put these poppers? Toiletries? In my young fella's nightlight? Do you know what I mean? I did burn, I burned my nose. On I used to be a fiend, not a fiend for the poppers, but if there was a bottle of poppers there, I'd finish it. <laughs> I'd be finishing that bottle of poppers, um, you know. And the decorum as well, like, you know, the fact that I just bought it in Miss Fantasia. And I'm like, well, it's legal, so I'm going to huff it here in this restaurant. <laughs> you know? Well, never like that, you know? But I did go to London when I was 21. And, no, 20, maybe 19, no, maybe 19. And uh, there was poppers going around. And I did so much of it, I burnt my feltrum. <laughs> like, seared my feltrum. I had to come back with a little soda cream on it. And I was like, what happened? And I was like, we were doing flame and Sambuca shots. Guess who didn't blow out their flame? <laughs> you know? Which I don't know. I'd probably, if my son was like, I didn't blow out my flame and Sambuca shot. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what? Is my son so stupid as to not evade fire? Even Frankenstein evades fire. <laughs> like, the, the, you know, the queen... Uh, alien from aliens avoids fire you just didn't avoid fire you know he's like oh i do all right i did poppers okay i can understand that that's a human instinct to to, you know (laughs) to do a rake load of poppers right but you don't okay thank god you know (laughs) anyway sorry i'm gonna have my beer here speaking of uh human instinct for excess here i am fucking having a beer in my car what are you doing there? This is my private property. Please leave my car. This car is technically now my house, and I'm allowed to drink in my house. Can you leave? Can you leave my house? <laughs> you know? I was sort of thinking if a guard came here, you know? Or one of those Lewis conductors, you know? Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so, um, so yeah, I got tonsillitis with a, with a camera up my... Look, we all know the words that we would call my pee hole, but I can't say it. It's mad. Everyone says it all the time. I'm going to just say what people say, right? And I say it as well. And I love Japan, okay? I love Japan, and I love the Japanese people. And I also do love that word for my urethra. But it's fucking so racist. It's so racist. It's awful. It's despicable. You know? It's insane. It's like something out of an old book, you know? It's like something out of a like a Tom and Jerry uh cartoon that they've had to like delete from existence, you know? Um the word about your urethra, your your man's man's urethra. Like what would you call the, the your pee hole? I know, but you're not supposed to say that. 
No, think about why you're not supposed to say that. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah! You're not supposed to say that. Um, if you're a girl and you don't know what I'm talking about, ask a man what they what's the racist term they'd call their pee hole. It's mad. There's no other word for it, though. You know, I'm just going to call it the sour. Because it's the same kind of vibe, you know? One little sour and slice. <laughs> anyway, they yanked it. They put up a telescope of my sour and slice. And I saw everything. <laughs> I saw everything. I saw hobbits. Everyone hiding from me up there. No, I went into the... Um, my epididymitis came back, right? My my ball got big again. In fact, I already talked about this before on the Patreon podcast. I was doing the Bureau de Change. So it's been big since Christmas, right? Since before Christmas. Did the Bureau de Change Christmas edition where we all sing like made-up Christmas songs. And I was dancing around to my song in the dress rehearsal. And then Joe McGuckin comes up to me from Darren and Joe. He's like, man, what's the fucking crack? Like, what do you have in your cacks? Is that like a fake dick? Like, And I was like, no. And he's like, is that just your your dick then? And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, fuck. Like, he realized he put his foot in it. And I was like, no, I have a big nut, right? It's medically big, right? It's a epididymitis. And he's like, oh, fuck. And I was like, shit. I'm there, like, what, dancing around like a fucking pendulum? Like a Newton's, uh, Newton's cradle? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize I was shaking it like a like an office desk toy from the 90s, you know? That's what a Newton's cradle is. The clack, 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 you know? It's called a Newton's cradle, actually. Um... So I um, was there shaking my big bollocks, and he noticed. So I, I thought, you know, I couldn't get anyone, anyone to look at it. You know, I mean, I could get anyone to look at it. They desperately want to see it, but anyone who knew what they were doing, you know, to actually look at it, a proper urologist, you know, a urologist. I love cocks. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up, John Joe? A urologist, because <laughs> I love cocks. Um, I don't know. That's not a, some homo slander or whatever. Him, I'm just you know, because he loves clocks. He was I wanted to be a horologist, you know. Um, anyway, look, moving on. You remember John Joe from Lele? This is him now. <laughs> and a picture of fucking uh, Gary Glitter or something. That's the, sort of, that's the sort of clickbait I click into. Remember John Joe from the Late Late Toy Show? This is him now. And I said, clearly Gary Glitter. But like, but, I'm, but why is it Gary Glitter? Click on it, porn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but it couldn't be Gary Glitter. What's that? What is that? Why is he saying that's Gary Glitter? Click. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Some Marge and Lois Griffin giving themselves a scissor. Why did I click on this gif? You know? Anyway, look, moving on. Um, yeah, so I went in. I went to the doctor. Guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? He said, boy, you better have your nut drained no matter what you do. Um, so he, he has to have a look at it. But he wanted to make sure there was nothing, um, nothing nefarious going on. This is my urologist, right? So he's like, uh, we want to do a flow flexi test. I'm like, that sounds fun. That sounds cool, right? And um, we want to have a look. All right? I'm like, okay. I know he means camera up my, you know, up my. <laughs> you can't say that, Tony. Anyway, I went in and they had, first had to do a little, you know, scan. On my, on my body, and some of the doctors like touch your penis, and other doctors are like, "Can you please just move your shaft up to your belly, please?" <laughs> They're trying to look at my nuts, you know. Some of the doctors are like, "No, it's fine. Look, I'll, I'll move. Whatever. I'll get, I'll um, I'll get a winch in here to move this fucking schlong, you know, <laughs> you know." Um, no, they don't, because you know, it'd be 
you know, cold as it be cold. But are, you know, but then other doctors are like, can you please just move your shaft up to your belly, please, so I can see. And I'm like, oh God, you know, I don't know what's appropriate, you know. Um, but anyway, so they have they had a little look, they had a little scan on it in the morning, right? A little little MRI. This is also while I had a big full bladder, right? I had had a bit, I had to have a big fl- full bladder for the flow flexi, right? Apparently, and so they wanted a big full bladder. And so they were like pushing down on my stomach. You know when you need to pee and you just push down your stomach just to see what it feels like? <laughs> I was trying to find the most relatable, you know, that sensation. But like, do you ever do that? If someone pushes down on you because, you, you know, if you've got a brother and, you know, you know, if you're a, if you're a boy with a brother, then you've definitely had your brother like sit on you when you needed to pee because they're trying to push it into your, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable. So they were doing that, you know, and they were like, okay, looks good. Went upstairs to do the flow flexi, which I found out later was just pissing in a bucket. I'm like, could have done this at home, you know? But I loved it because I kind of like peeing in places, you know. I like peeing, but, you know, I, li- I like peeing in places that aren't a toilet, you know, as well, you know, against a tree, um, you know, in a bucket is good as well, you know. So this was fun for me, you know. So she had a little towel. The woman had put a little towel down and put a bucket in there. Now I was like, "What's the scientific test here? Like, I've already given you a urine sample." And they're like, "Pee more though in the bucket," you know. I'm like, "All right, whatever." There's a camera in here. I hope you're making fucking mint off this, you know. But um, so I peed in the bucket, and then I got chatting to your one, uh, the nurse, and she was lovely. She was like, "I told her I was a comedian." She's like, uh, "Well, my future son-in-law is actually a techno DJ. He's just back from Berlin." And I'm like, "I love that you know that about him. That's amazing. You know what I mean? I love that he told you all that and that you support him." And she goes, "I support him. Like, absolutely, I support him. I've signed every petition there is to keep nightlife going even longer in Dublin City. I think it's a fucking travesty, you know." I'm like, "I fucking love this woman. She's great, you know." And um, we were chatting away, and then she was like, "Rainy, you need to go in." To meet the actual urologist, urologist, and there was John Joe and his bottle glasses, um, with um, with a big camera. Now, what they, what happened was they had to, so they were like, "We're gonna give you." So this is what's gonna happen, right? We're gonna take your penis, and I was like, okay, great, you know. Uh, and I'm like, "So you're gonna be the one holding it?" And, yeah, good to know. Good to know, because you know some of these people that seem like they want to fucking cancel me, you know. <laughs> Because I don't know whether you're... Are you going to hold it or am I going to hold it? We just need to get... Can we get this... Can we just deal with the money now, right? So this doesn't get messy. I'm going to leave the money on the nightstand. Who's going to hold what, you know? Um. So he hold... He's going to hold it. And he's like, I'm going to give it a little clean. And I was like... I was really excited. <laughs> I was really excited about that. I'm like, glass. You know, the stranger's going to give my willy a clean. You know, medically clean penis. That's great, you know? Like, I haven't done... I'm using antiseptic on my penis, you know? Should I? Let me know <laughs> how clean how clean is your schlong? Um, so we use it, and then he's like, "We're going to give it anesthetic, and then we're going to um, put a telescope in it, right?" And I go, "Put a telescope in it? That sounds very. That sounds rather big." I says, <laughs> "I says a telescope. Well, <laughs> that sounds rather big. I'd prefer maybe something small like a microscope. And I know obviously a microscope isn't small. I still wouldn't want a fucking microscope of my um, of my my urethra." You know, um, but he's like, no, no. <laughs> Actually, no. He didn't even laugh. I said, uh, uh, oh well, a tel- telescope. That sounds very big. And he goes, no, it's a camera. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I wasn't acting like you were going to fucking be, you know, mapping the fucking stars with it, bro. I'm just trying to lighten the mood here, man. Right? Although I tell you, if you did need a telescope for my for my Johnson, yeah, get that one that mapped the whole fucking galaxy, man. Get the one that's. Uh, Give you a one terabyte image of the stars. That's the one you want to be using in my schlong. <laughs> no, I was nervous and I was like, you know, okay, good, do that, right? And um, 
and so then he was like and here's a little screen so you get to watch everything and i'm like this is no this is one tour you know this is not the viking splash bro i don't really want to know <laughs> i don't really want to watch it you know um the viking piss tour so i didn't really want and i'm a bit annoyed with that because look I have I, I I kind of expect a few things to happen in my life, right? And that aren't going to happen. Like I expect to move to Hollywood one day, you know. Not because I believe, you know, just you know, you have these fantasies and you're like a kid. Oh, I live in Hollywood. I want to live in New York, you know. I'm probably I'll probably own one of those little Sony robot dogs one day, you know. Um, I'll, I'll have an indoor pool, you know, things you just fantasize about. And one of the things I've always fantasized about was being shrunk down and put into my body. And here was an opportunity like gifted to me and I just couldn't watch because I tell you what it was fucking sore hmm. it doesn't belong up there they don't want you here you don't belong here telescope of my urethra I didn't like it at all and I tell you what didn't make a good first impression because what I didn't realize about the, getting the anesthetic is right I thought he would give it a little clean and that would be the anesthetic I kind of mixed up his little words because he was so chill about everything this urologist but then he put a needle in it a needle do you know the way there are movies that if someone did that to a person that would be like the standout moment of a movie that is awful if a murderer put a needle in someone's dick you'd be like do you remember the fucking needle scene and here i am on a on a like a whatever wednesday afternoon and he's putting a needle in my chonson you muppet I didn't like it. And then he puts a camera up there. And look, I don't care if this is a, a you know, a little pinwheel camera, a little pinhole camera, peehole camera. I don't care what size it is. It's too big to be going in there, right? And I kept feeling like I needed a pee. And I kept like, he put the camera in, right? And I kept going. And he's like, now you're going to feel it a bit weird. And I could, all right, if you're squeamish, right? Skip ahead this detail. This detail Told, Terry stood up from the table and told me to fuck off when I told her this detail, right? <laughs> I could feel it. The camera which goes, it's not as flexible as I thought. And as it was going up my urethra, this camera, I could feel it like straightening out the tubing in me and it pushing past my prostate. <laughs> and he's like, there are your lungs, or there are your lungs, and I was like, there's your kidneys, there's your um, your prostate or whatever, it all looks good, all looks good, you know. And I was like, how are you so fucking chill? Like, I know you can't be freaking out like me, but it's so weird that you're setting a tone here that I would never be on board with. It's kind of like peer pressure, to be honest, that he's like, and then we're just going to do that, and then we're going to put a little, we're going to stab your cock. And they were going to put something that's too big for in it there. Um, and everyone's going to be fine, you know. Um, like, that's, why aren't people, like, I know they can't be, but it's very scary when someone isn't, like, look, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for this, but we have to put, like, this is going to be so fucked up. It's so fucked up. So fucked up. You know? Why can't they be on the energy that you are? Because obviously it's going to then magnify your energy and you're all going to be freaking out. He's going to be screaming, putting it, like, bringing the needle over, like, I can't believe I'm doing this, you know, and you don't want that, but fuck me, uh, it wasn't, and then it was like, you know, it was sore after, it felt like someone had scraped my urethra, which he did, you know, um, and then, and then in a month's time, I have to actually just get my ball drained, you know, basically, it was a bit of, um, 
like a shit fungi tour, you know? I mean, good in that, like, you know, everyone had a good time, but, like, no one spotted the dolphin and no one spotted that in bad, which I suppose in my case is good, you know? There's no, like, inflamed prostate or anything like that going on. Nothing going on my kidneys, nothing going on my prostate, you know? Uh, it's purely some hydrocele bollocks going on in my bollocks. Um, so there you are. That's a nice, uh, tasty little one-two on getting things up my pee hole that don't belong there. Um and literally while it was up, in fact, I said this, I said this on Instagram that, that you know, I got a, I had tonsillitis and I wasn't able to, I had to postpone, fortunately, the Tony Awards 2023. They've been postponed to the 2nd of March. If you have tickets, they are still valid for the 2nd of March in the Workman's um, and hopefully still joining me on that date, I have to confirm, will be Michael Fry and Fiona Frawley. But um, I said that I had to postpone the gig and this is because I had tonsillitis, but literally the day before I was talking about how I had a camera up my pee hole and someone messaged me being like Jesus Christ how far do they stick that fucking camera <laughs> and I was like yeah all the way up to my tonsils apparently it was weird though like you know my tonsils were as big as my bollocks which were big uh, well one of them at least you know it's almost like hey did they did that little anis- a- a- antiseptic wipe you know maybe wipe me out and someone do the old switcheroo on me you know someone do the old John Woo Face off, replace my bollocks with my tonsils. <laughs> you know, I'm cast to Troy, <laughs> gurgling on bollocks. You know, um, so that was that was me, um, and so then all this stuff, you know, with my um, my darling, my darling baby, fucking babies, man, the kids, sick kids, man. I, I, ooh, like I know, I don't, you know. It's tough in there. I feel bad. Like we we got we were very very lucky to get in, get out. You know, um, you know. But I like with Terry Terry not being there, not being around. Like I used to think that like when Terry when Terry goes on like a holiday, I get like a takeaway, and you know I kind of like my hygiene <laughs> wouldn't be as on point, you know, and I wouldn't be as neat. And I wouldn't be making my bed as much and I would be dropping my clothes where they fall, you know, and then walking out of them, you know, that kind of vibe. Uh, dishes in the sink, that kind of thing. And I and I used to think that it was just like, you know, me consciously living the batch life, you know. Uh, I'm not talking about Brennan's there, you know, like living like the kind of badass bachelor life, be like, yeah, yeah, fucking, you know, cats away. But I actually think my brain disappears. I actually think my brain, <laughs> I think like she's kind of, She's kind of like I'm. I'm kind of like an iPhone, and she's like a little wireless charger, you know, sitting beside me. And then she goes, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, one percent. You know, when you open up Instagram and it opens up too slow, and you're like, oh fuck, here's my phone going off. You know, that's me walking around trying to do everything. You know, this is opening very slow, and then maybe it's or it's either too hot. This phone is either too hot or it has one percent battery. You know, that's what it's like when Terry being away, which is probably a really sweet thing for me to say, but it's not really. It's kind of a Bit too unf- <laughs> it's a bit unfair amount of pressure to put on my wife, you know. But it is like uh, missing, uh, not even a limb. I'd say like a node of my brain. My wife is away, you know, but the cat did play. Oh, my God, did the cat play? Oh, my God. Well, not really at all. Played a bit of The Last of Us, though. I'm really enjoying it now. I know this podcast sponsored by now, but I think it's really good. I'm enjoying it. And I'm playing, <clears throat> playing the remake again. And it actually, do you know what? I was skeptical about the remake. Um, but then I got sent a free version from PlayStation, and it's really, it's really good. Even if you, if 
if an idea to pl- replay The Last of Us is on the horizon for you, I mean, maybe wait until it's on sale, but I would highly recommend it. It plays so much better, and it looks amazing. The light looks amazing. I can't believe how much more they've derived from the mocap performances of Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker as uh, Joel and, and as Ellie and Joel, respectively. Uh, like, there's stuff going on with the eyes and smirks. There's a there's a kind of half Mona Lisa smile that Ellie does when Joel gives her uh, a gun for the first time and asks her to cover him. And she's like, you know... He she she he thanks her for saving his life earlier, and she goes like, "Nope, you know, you're welcome," because he obviously was too stubborn to actually say thank you. But she has this kind of half smile, and this is it's a whole facial performance there that was totally missing from the original game that they've totally upgraded. So it is it is worth it, you know. Some of the levels still play like a ten year old PS3 game because sometimes you can just forget where you're going. And there's no no like way markers and stuff like that. There was something about The Last of Us Part Two that it was a bit more feng shui, where you can kind of knew where you were going around. This way, you're kind of there's a bit of backtrack and you don't fully know where you're going. I also play with an access accessibility mode turned on so I can see where all the drawers are. I turn on this kind of colorblind mode so that I can see where all the drawers are, <laughs> so I can see where all the loot is. Um, but um, but yeah, look, that's me. I'm gonna go in now to my house. To give Terry a break because she literally has spent like 60 hours um, with a baby on her in a reclining seat. And now I've just been, she's come home from hospital and I'm like, yeah, I got to speak to my fans, you know. But I was actually going to call in sick this one because I didn't really have a fucking breath to myself. Um, But look, thanks very much for listening to this pod. And if you would like to come to a few things in the next couple of weeks, uh, if you're coming, here's an important one. If you're coming to GUTF. Let's get up to fuck uh, in uh, the Mermaid Theatre in Bray on the 17th or the 22nd in Liberty Hall Theatre. Great that you're coming. And there's tickets available if you're still not coming. There's only a handful left. Um, a handful might be, I'm, I'm exaggerating there. There's there's, there's a few, um, but it's mostly mostly sold. Um, but if you're coming to either one of those gigs, uh, let me know if you want to be featured in a segment called uh, Faces of Era where if you've been to a gig of mine, I do like to look at your Instagrams and I do like to analyze them. So if you would like to have your Instagram analyzed by me and Shane Daniel Byrne and a slew of our guests for a morning TV segment live on stage, let me know what gig you're going to. Message me on Instagram. Let me know what gig you're going to. And if you have a public Instagram, that makes it easy for me to actually look at your stuff. Um, The postponed date for the Tonys 2023 uh, is March 2nd in the Workman. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and soon to be announced, there will be a live uh, Eurovision watch-along. Um, I'll give you my two cents on the Eurovision as well. No, I don't want to say anything bad. I don't want to say anything bad. I didn't really like any of the songs. And I, I, I need to just change my brain. I don't want to be a Scrooge McFuck about something that I love and the country that I love going to it. But just send a fucking trad act. Stop trying to do pop like... I, Wild Youth seem like a really great band. Do you know what I mean? But like, Man of Skin is in all recent memory. So if it's not, I just don't know why you would even just... Like, we seem to be looking at what's the best song we can make of Ireland, reaching out to the select few. I do not trust the people who are trying to find these six songs. And why are you gatekeeping these songs on the fucking late late? Why? So like, you can show it. I know it's the most watched show for Ireland, 
but you're you're putting it directly in the line of fire for people who are just going to favor the safest possible option. Can you not remember? We don't realize what we're doing here. We're trying to be the best song or the best representation of our culture or an aspect of representation of our culture, whether it be trad, whether it be a a a a group, a subgenre of people that don't necessarily get the time that we want to highlight. You're fucking fault. You're do. You're sending false to Ireland. We're not just trying to find the safest option that the late late show audience are going to watch. And how dare you, gatekeep my favorite thing behind the fucking the 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 two hour late late episode. Speaking of which, next week I will be watching the late late Valentine special. Um, which I like to watch. And I'll be very nice this time. I, I realise that Ireland is a very, very small island and I had like three or four people get onto me after the last episode being like, hey, you know, we're just like having fun, you know, maybe just don't be... <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry. I don't mean to be having a go. Um, but anyway, that's coming up. And I'll maybe give a more deep dive as to the Eurovision. But we're going to be watching it live anyway. And we will be cheering Ireland on regardless if they're in it, which they won't be. Uh, with the greatest respect to Wild Youth, uh, they're not going to make the finals. Um... With respect, I love, I love, I love that they're a cute band. Good, good on you, you know. But like, you wouldn't send me. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everyone can do everything because you want them to be able to do something. Do you know what I mean? As much as like they seem lovely. And anyway, I'm fucking, I'm being a dickhead now, being a dickhead now. But anyway, look, thanks very much for listening to the pod. Um, I'm gonna stop uh, being a little dickhead. Bye.